This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Bryan, Don Brock and Chris Kennedy in the studio to get you through all the latest news. There's a full list of games this week, so hopefully you can finally field a full team, which has been a bit of a struggle of late. Boys, how are you looking and how are your trades looking? I'm burning through them like nothing. I think it's probably time to put the uh, the handbrake on the old trades, if at all possible. I'm down to 15 now, which I'm trying to, you know, I want to save a, you know, a healthy... Uh, quota of trades for the, the run home into the finals so I'm trying to try and manage them through the buy period we'll see if that works or not yeah I'm the same or a bit worse I think I'm into the low teens the very low teens but uh, other, otherwise the team's looking pretty good so um, you know fingers crossed there's not too many more major injuries I mean that's understandable if you're playing overall you've probably burnt through a lot of trades and with origin around you're burning through them but Chris you're playing head to head but you're still going, managing to go through them as well yeah, um, I'll tell you what, it's nice this week to look at your team and go, I'm leaving out Luke Yates and Jared Hayne and Moses Sully because I've got Sam Burgess yeah. and Angus Crichton and all these guys back. So leaving some uh, some viable players out of your, your 17 is a nice feeling. But um, yeah, start, I've probably got one or two more to cash out and then hopefully that I've got maybe 13 or so of my ideal final 17 in position now, barring injury. All right, you can catch us on Twitter at AndrewBrown321, at CKennedy80 and at Dom underscore Brock. We'll have all the latest news and, of course, we're going to get to your fantasy questions using the hashtag NRLFantasy. Let's get into the show. The latest in league. All right, round 14, boys. Grand final rematch, part two of the Sharks v Storm saga. For the Sharks, all the big stars are returning after their bye last week. Maloney, Bird, Fafita, Graham, all back and playing. If you've got them, that's great. But most notably, probably James Seguiaro named on the reserves list, are we worried that is he going to come back or is it a bit early for those who have Braley? I'm personally not that worried because I sold Jaden Braley last <laughs> week, but uh, I think, yeah, he's obviously getting close. They wouldn't have named him on the reserves list. Um, even given the dramas he's had with his arm breaking a few times, it's been a, a fair while out now, assuming he had it, I think, repaired with a plate put back in it. Um, Braley's been getting very close to a sell for a while. I think he's still got a, a mid-20s break, even if yep. he gets another solid start, but he's he's very close to being a sell, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's been scoring well, Braley, the last few weeks. Uh, scores in the high 40s, you know, close. Sort of gets 50-ish one week and then 27 the next sure. week and then 50-ish the next week the for some reason. the last couple have been mid-40s, I think, so... Um yeah, so obviously those scores will drop a bit if Seguiaro comes into the side on the bench. Um, but yeah, so Braley has a bit more money to make. People who have still got him, certainly those who have kept him and you know sold Cameron Smith last week, we'll get to that later, I'm sure, <laughs> um, will be you know crossing their fingers that uh, Braley keeps the 80 minutes. But um, yeah, I, I don't think Seguiaro will play this week, if mm. I had to guess. There's no real... Yeah. reason to rush him in. The Sharks are going fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive game, but yeah, you don't need to risk a new so player. Almost more reason not to bring him back sure. in if it's against Melbourne and he yeah. hasn't played for a couple of months. You'd almost just go with what has been What's working, been working. Yeah. and then ease him back in next week. Uh, obviously for the Sharks, guys like Fafita, averaging 72 the past three weeks, absolutely killing it. Paul Gallen averaging 59, uh, a great option for overall. And Valentine Holmes is a bit of a smoky, not getting talked about a lot, but um, all the signs there, including Valentine himself, says he doesn't look like he'll get an origin recall which surprised a lot of people but he's averaging around that 40 mark in a position that has been pretty tricky yeah I don't know if the, there was just never quite enough upside on Val for me to be worth like he was already pretty expensive to start with and even though he's going to probably improve a bit um, obviously he missed the start of the season as well which meant you're probably talking about buying him 
mid-season rather than yeah. starting with him as well. Um, and now there's, there is the origin cloud looming. I think with Corey Oates and Dane Gagai having been two of their best, and if someone's going to come in, you think it's going to be Slater, which then pushes Darius to a wing. They'd have to drop Justin O'Neill and Corey Oates to fit Val into the side, which even though that's what I do, I don't think they're going to make that many changes. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to play Origin. Um, yeah, he's scoring in the 40s, which is which is good enough for a, a fullback in fantasy. Um, yeah, but it's just not he's not quite at that Tedesco level of you know mm. pushing 50 points a game. And other players like Slater, who are scoring around 40, you could get on the cheap earlier in the year. So yeah, yeah I don't know how many people have Holmes, but you know he's a left left field option. Obviously, you just mentioned Cam Smith. He's back after surprisingly not backing up for the night. So it was talk that. Uh, he's carrying an injury that's a bit more serious, but he has been named this week. Uh, a lot of people traded him. Can you talk us through that trade? I traded him out and am now second-guessing myself. <laughs> uh, is it a smart trade for overall, given that he is going to miss how many games? And what's the thoughts on the yeah, Cam Smith trade? I guess we won't know if it's a smart trade until after round 19. But the thinking, I guess, for overall points is he missed last week. He's going to miss round 15 with... Origin 2, round 18 with Origin 3, and round 19 with Melbourne's uh, second bye. Um, round 16, he'll be backing up, so it's potentially in doubt or reduced minutes exactly, there as yeah. well. Yeah, so with all those you know, missed games and potential um, you know, lower minutes in round 16, um, a move to a Cameron McGuinness or someone may have been, you know, it might turn out a great move. McGuinness has already got one bye out of the way, so he'll play almost all those games. So... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. You know, Smith's, if Smith's minutes drop a bit in the next few weeks, his price might drop a bit as well. Um, but who knows, he could smash out 70 this week. It's a bit of a luxury trade if you've got enough trades to trade him out and trade him back in. Yeah. But you're basically trading him out, planning to get him back because yeah. you definitely want him post-round 19. Which is tricky when you've got your salary cap and you've got all that cash and mm. you've got an in the back pocket, keep some money to get Cam Smith back in because it's so easy to upgrade a back yeah. row or a gun centre or something and then you get to round the, the late rounds after Origin and go, I cannot afford to get yeah. Cam Smith. You've got to kind of um, yeah, hold back on the temptation to spend all the cash unless you've got a plan on making freeing up cash again in round 19. I think part of the reason to sell him would be to use the cash in the interim on players that you want now and then yeah. hope that post, you know, round 19 when all the buys are out of the way, you can cash out some of those extra mid-tier, like your 20, 21, yeah. 22. And there are, so round 19, there's four teams with buys. I haven't got them here, but the Storm was one of them. The Eels are another one. So if you've got guys like Radradra or, or guys you brought in basically for the buy rounds, that's the week to sell them. Gutho. Free, yeah, yeah, free up that money and then spend that on Smith. All right, shout-out to Brandon Smith, who made his debut, scored 42 in that position uh, for the Storm and scored a try as well. So not a bad turn for him on debut. And I want to shout-out Billy Slater, 70 last week, absolutely killing it in fantasy. He's made almost 200,000, averaging 45, but now he's pretty much guaranteed a Queensland spot. If he wasn't already, that performance against the Knights, he had four try involvements, he was everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was rough to watch as a Knights fan a little bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he was awesome. You know, they have to pick him for Origin 2, which is, you know, bittersweet for those who have got him because, he's, you know, the score was great. Um, his price will keep shooting up, but he now probably won't play around 15 and around 18 like he would have if he wasn't playing Origin. Yeah, not ideal for overall coaches. Probably less of a headache for head-to-head guys. All right, talking about the Knights, they take on Manly on Friday night. Uh, more bad news for Manly. George Defour out for the season with an ACL. They've had a bit of un 
A bit unlucky with their injuries of late, but uh, there's some pretty good news on Tom Turbo, who looks set to come back in a week or so. He looks like he's ahead of schedule uh, after the bye, after they take on the Knights. And then for the Knights, Mitch Barnett starts with Yates on the bench and Stamstone not in the side. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Turbo plays this week, to be perfectly honest, if they view him as being fit and he's not at risk of doing further damage. The fact that they've lost uh, George Tafur might give him a hurry up. Um, they, Would you I, risk him against Newcastle? Yeah, though? I, I think so. I think if, if they don't view it as a risk, they would. It's a bit of a banana skin game, I think, for Manly. They've got a really strong record against the Knights, but they, you know, they they really can't afford to, to drop this one. Like this is one of those games you look at the draw and you just, you're counting on two points there. And what are they, sixth at the moment? They really want to make the eight, press for top four. I think they really need to make sure they, they get the job done here. And with um, outside back starting to get a bit skinny, I think you're probably going to bring him in if you don't think you're going to do any long-term damage to him. Yeah, I mean, they do have the bye next week yes. around 15 as well. So, you know, if they did left, leave him out, it's another two weeks recovery. You know, it's, it's the safe option if they're not that... You know, if they're super confident of on beating the flip Newcastle. side, he gets a rest. Like they yeah. could use him in short spurts or whatever. However, they want to use mm. him, knowing that he's got a week rest, so give him a bit of game time. Yeah. Either way, when he does come back, he'll be pretty popular. I think Turbo yeah. in the in fantasy in the centres mainly when there aren't that many. You know, yeah. informed players. Sorry, but Narrabeen yesterday, they weren't training while the meteorite was on and we were all there, but he was certainly working, walking around fine, no moon boot or crutches or anything, and uh, looked pretty, you know, pretty charged up and ready to go. So, yeah, I wouldn't surprise to, to see him in there. All right, the Broncos take on the Rabbitohs. Uh, Milford returns. Marshall drops out of the side, and Benji's been playing pretty well on old legs. He's showing that he's still got a fair bit to give the Broncos. Uh, Nick Rima obviously goes back to the bench. And shout-out to uh, James Roberts, uh, averaging 46 in the centres, and we've talked about that centre position. He's one of those guys who, no matter if the Broncos are winning or losing, he seems to find a way to get a length-of-the-field try or get involved in something out of nothing. And even if his base stats aren't great, he keeps putting out those big scores. Yeah, you wouldn't have really guessed it going off the top of the player he is, but his scores have been really consistent the last few weeks. Um, keeps getting 40s. Uh, he got a monster score. It was almost 100, yeah. He got 100, yeah, um, a couple of months ago. So, yeah, pr- probably the best option at centre right now if, if he keeps that form up. Um, obviously, Cody Nikarima is now a sell. He looks like being a bench player for the rest of the season, particularly with Benji Marshall doing so well when he feels in so he looks like he's the first backup you know for Milford if he's out again and what does that mean for McCulloch's scores yeah well as we've said in the last few weeks um (laughs) theoretically McCulloch will get fewer minutes and you know lower scores every time we say this someone gets injured again and he plays the 80 minutes (laughs) Mm. well yeah it's around 14 now it's 14 weeks we've been saying yeah McCulloch's going to lose minutes when this happens and it still hasn't happened but so who knows but at some point Brisbane has to be full, (laughs) full strength and and McCulloch's scores will dip a bit. But, again, you know, if you've got him, hold on and enjoy the big scores. Don't sell, while they're, don't while sell they're until going. it happens, yeah. yeah. All right, for the Bunnies, Bryson Goodwin returns the side. Uh, that means Tyrell Fuimayanu uh, is back on the bench and Robbie Rocco is on an extended bench. And shout-out to Angus Crichton, who gets a run pretty much every week on the podcast. He's 528,000, absolutely killing it, averaging almost 44 and averaging, uh, he's made $300,000. Thanks very much. Yeah, had a good chat with Angus Crichton at uh, South Media during the week. Uh, Yarn's going to go up on NRL.com on Friday, but did discuss the fact that he really wanted that starting jersey and wanted to play big minutes. And, you know, once he got it, he didn't want to relinquish it. And he's certainly going the right way about it. Um, pretty much a must-have through the, the buy rounds, although if you, you don't have him already, he's probably a bit pricey. 
And what about uh, Adam Reynolds? Uh, pretty, he's averaging 47. He's 432,000. He's formerly a gun, but his last few weeks have been pretty disappointing. His break-even 71. Is he a guy that you could bring in uh, soon if you're struggling in that half position and hope that uh, his scores go back up? Yeah, because traditionally, know. he's a good scorer. Yeah, traditionally, he's been great. Um, you know, really good kicking game, gets a lot of kick metres, usually scores around 50 points a week. Hasn't been doing that this year. I've heard some talk of injury, doubts. Um, yeah, well, again, I was at Redfern on it was Monday or Tuesday morning and he had his knee very heavily strapped. Yeah. He came out with Eddie Farrow, the, the physio, and he, he looked very ginger on it. So um, not sure how much he's in doubt, but if he does play, it'll be under a bit of duress. So I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be buying him at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, like a, a Nathan Cleary or someone, if he starts getting a few big scores, you know, if he gets two good scores back to back, then sure. But at this point, no mm. need to rush him in. What do we think about George Burgess? I've had a few questions about him during the week. He's obviously named to start. I think he got 40 last start yeah. against the Eels. He was in a lot of teams pre-season before he actually didn't make the cut for round one. And then since then, he's played maybe half their games. He's got a lot of, like, you know, low double-digit scores and been a... You know, an absolute bust as far as fantasy is concerned. A lot of people looking at bringing him in now that he's cheap, but I'd be very reluctant. Yeah, I mean, people are seeing his price and remembering him as a 50-point, you know, mm. barnstorming yes, front row. tackle-breaking machine. But he hasn't been that for a couple of years now. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he was pretty cheap at the start of the year because last year he was, you know, mediocre. and then, Very injured last year. Yeah, 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 carrying an injury. And now this year... Everyone expected him to improve, and he's gone backwards, if anything. Yeah, he hasn't really set the world on light, and he just needs to hold on to the ball, as dumb <laughs> as that sounds. The Burgess brothers. Just... Stop dropping it and stop getting suspended. Yeah. yeah, so they've got a few penalties in their game, and then he's got a lot of drop ball in his game, and so if if they can clean that up, which is should be easy enough, his scores could go up. But you've yeah. got to say that the, the ladder doesn't lie, and after 14 rounds, the scores just haven't been there. Yeah, so, I mean, you know... So he got 40 last week. He's starting again. You know, if he stays in the starting team and gets a couple of 50s, you'd think about it. But mm. beyond that, I mean, if you're going to buy him now, you kind of want him to be a keeper, even though he's, he's cheap. Just yeah. the time of the season it is, you don't want to be buying. Talking about running out of trades. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's still a big gamble to think he's going to be a keeper at this point. Yep. All right, Titans take on the Warriors. I must be mad because I'm thinking about tipping the Warriors, but... Jared Hayne uh, finally gets the dual position player after playing four games at centre and like clockwork, he's now back in the number one jersey. What do we think about Jared Hayne? Scored eight on the weekend, didn't look like he was interested, didn't get any of the ball. What, what do we think about Hayne now that he's at fullback? Yeah, he's given me grief already this year. I started the year with him and then he got the ankle injury and I sold him so I wanted to bring in some of those cheap outside backs that were floating around at the start of the year. Then I bought him back in when he returned because I had to get rid of one of those peaked outside backs and he hasn't really gone great. He had that one good game at centre a few weeks ago where he scored two tries yep. and got 50-odd. Um, I was really hoping a, a post-Origin boost. He'd come out after playing really well in Origin 1 and just explode like he seemed to do every year back in his Eels days and he got eight points and hardly touched the ball and I think got a HIA he and it just was some time off. quite disappointing from start to finish. But... Back at fullback this week, we'll see what happens. Hopefully that post-origin boost was just a, a one-week delay. Yeah, people are looking to sell him this week because of his, his bad scores the last few weeks. I think you have to hold him. I mean, this is really the ideal situation is that he's now a dual position player. You can play him in your centres, so where 40 points a week is good enough. And at fullback, he should really do that. I mean, we saw in origin how, how good a player he still is. Yeah. Um, 
at fullback, he'll get the ball a lot. You know, I don't know. I think it's the tackle breaks that have gone missing this year, and if he if he's got his his head back on straight and his his motivation and his yeah. all his match fitness back up and he's back at fullback, the the runs and the busts are going to have to come surely. Uh, Dom owes us all a beer after his phone <laughs> just went off in the podcast. If you see Dom Brock on the street, ask him for a beer. Uh, We'll talk about a possible replacement for Jared Hayne in a second because the Panthers take on the Raiders and there is a possible trade option for Hayne if you're keen to get him out. Uh, obviously, Nathan Peets is back. Tyron Roberts moves back to the bench for the Titans. Uh, Lilliman starts with Gave out for the Warriors, but not much really to talk about from the Warriors other than Kieran Foran seems to keep pumping out fantasy scores after traditionally not being a fantasy scorer. Yeah, he still had a few of those, a couple of those twenty scores when he doesn't get the the attacking stats, which is basically like all those non-base stat guys when they don't get the attacking stats, the the, the scores don't come and they're not there. Um, it just so happens he's had a few games where he's had a few try involvements or, or scored a try or, or whatever it is. Yeah, I'd skip him. All right, <laughs> all right. Panthers v the Raiders, another very hard game to tip. Uh, no changes for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards at fullback. Uh, averaging 43, he's only played a couple of games, 242 grand with a break-even of minus three. The Panthers, were they really good? We are talking about this out of the studio. Were the Panthers really good or were the Bulldogs really bad? Because if the Panthers were really good, teamless-wise, Edwards might stay at fullback with Moylan in the halves permanently. If that mm. is the answer to their, their problems from this year where they've been inconsistent, then Edwards looks like a really good option. Yeah, the Bulldogs were terrible. Um, we'll find out more about the Panthers this week after they play the Raiders, who haven't been quite setting the world on fire, but I think showed in the second half against Manly last week that they're the sort of team that is just going to be annoying at worst, if not you know, still pressing for the, the top eight. Um, I think we may have seen the last of Matt Moylan at fullback at club level for potentially you know, the long term. Um, Bryce Cartwright is, it sounds like months that he's out for. Um, Dylan Edwards is, he's a fullback out, net fullback and he's a, he's a star of the future. Um, Penrith has looked a lot more organised. As bad as the Bulldogs were, they just looked a lot more switched on. Um, it just seemed to work a lot better. Um, I, I can really see that sort of structure sticking for the rest of the year and it makes Dylan Edwards, you know, worst case, I guess he gets phased out towards the end of the year if Cardi comes back and other things happen, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if he holds the one for the rest of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that that's that's the slight risk is that... Cause, so I'm talking risk as in him being a keeper or not at this, at yep. this point. Um, obviously, he's going to make money. He's made money already. Um, Cash cow wise, he looks he looks the goods. If you want a cash cow at this point, we've talked already about trades. Um, yeah, but that is the risk. If Cartwright comes back, um, he either bumps someone out of the back row, and the back rowers have all been pretty good this year, or he goes into five eighth and Edwards drops out. So, one of those two things will happen at some point. We don't know mm. how long it's going to be till Cartwright comes back. So that's that's the risk, I guess. You you're factoring in if you get Edwards, but. Um, points i mean price wise you know he'll, mm. he'll make a lot of money and yeah. he might be a keeper he's i wish he was a bit cheaper he's not like this is he's not cut price. we're not getting these bargain basement cash cows yeah. we're getting the 200k cash and he's cows. About, about the same price as lola here is yep. tigers now who's you know first grade spot is pretty much guaranteed for the rest of the year True. so it could be another option all right, quickly through the Canberra's team. Uh, Shannon Boyd, Dunamis Louie are both out. Soliola starts. Luke Bateman is back at starting at lock. Uh, and Royce Hunt, a rookie on the bench. Do we know anything about Royce Hunt? There'll be people asking his questions if he's a cash cow because he's, uh, he's a foot bench forward. What do we know about him? 
Uh, close to nothing. Not much. He, uh, I know he played some reps. He played Australian schoolboys and sort of some rep footy in his, through his teen years. Um, ahead of his NRL debut. Don't really know, other than he's, I think he's a back rower, 22 years old. Um, I can't imagine him getting a lot of minutes in that pack in the short term. Yeah. Rookie bench forwards don't necessarily score that well in fantasy, so he's very cheap if you want to, you know, cash somebody somebody out. I don't know how long he's going to be in that squad. Um, yeah, they've had a couple of injuries, so he's he's got to run. He'll get a few points. I mean, who knows mm. at, this, at this point? I think Louis and Louis out for the season. Boyd's yeah. out potentially for a while, for a while but they yeah. still got like guys like Dave Taylor who can come in and exactly. do a job if they need him to. So wouldn't be rushing him in. I don't think. All right, Eels take on the Cowboys. Uh, Hoffman and Gower are out, but uh, the biggest talking point will go to you, CK, as the Eels fan. Corey Norman, named on the reserves, uh, was averaging 51 and was in a lot of teams, uh, obviously with his buy coverage before he went down, hurt a lot of teams. What's the latest on Corey? Yeah, pressing for a return, uh, big chance of coming back. A lot of st- the speculation then is where does, where does Gutherson go? Um, what I personally think would be the smartest option is to bring Norman back alongside Gutherson and just give Mitch Moses a few weeks um, out of the NRL team to continue, you know, he's obviously a, a fixture of their top grade squad um, moving forward, but they've primarily bought him for for next year onwards and they rushed him over because of the, the injury to Corey Norman. Now that he's not um, urgently needed to, to plug a gap, I think you've give Mitch Moses a couple of weeks just to continue learning the structures and um, all the rest of it, given how well Gutherson's going. Um, whether that happens or not, I don't know. Um, as, in terms of fantasy, Corey Norman, his main appeal was the fact that he, he covered the buyers, given that we're sort of halfway through the origin period um, almost already. I think the appeal sort of goes away and you just need to target your, your Sean Johnson, Mitch Pearce type players moving forward. Yep. All right, the Cowboys, Cowboys have named Kyle Labert in the in the halves, the partner Michael Morgan. Thurston named on an extended bench, but no one's really expecting Thurston to play, do we think? Well, it sounded like he was, like when he missed Origin 1, that he was going to probably miss Origin 2 as well. So to come back in, in round 14 would be a, an early return. It is Thurston, so you wouldn't rule him out, but it sounds like his shoulder's giving him a bit of grief. Yeah, and uh, Labert, again, is a cheap cash-out option. You know, looks like he'll play this week. He'll, um, they play round 15 as well. So, you know, if you want a few points in round 15 and someone mm-hmm. cheap, he might be an option. Don't right. expect big things. All right, the second-last game of the round, Tigers v. the Roosters. Suryasu Su returns to the starting pack in place of Chris Lawrence. Sorry. Uh, Tui Lolohea, we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Scored 54 on the weekend with five tackle breaks. I almost brought him in before the injury to Cam Smith changed my whole plans. But what are we thinking? There's a lot of people talking about Lola here last week, and now that he's hit a 54, uh, he's a risk, but he's a fixture in that side now, you've got to think. Uh, what do we think about Tui? Yeah, don't expect 50s every mm-hmm. round. Um, traditionally, he's scored, what, 30s or 40s? But in, I mean, in the Warriors team, the Warriors. yeah, he's yeah, in so many role. different positions. Yeah, I mean... You know, he's a, he's a go-to man now in that Tigers back line. Uh, he kicks, kicked goals on the weekend as well, which helps. Had, I think, five tackle breaks. So, you know, really good score first up. Um, yeah, I mean, decent option at fullback, I, I think. Um, mm. you, you'd expect him to score in the 40s, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he's 250k or something. So, yeah, if you're looking for another scoring fullback. I th- yeah, I don't think he is a risk, to be honest. I think he looked really rusty and short of a gallop in that game, which will only improve. Yeah. And he's 
uh, price factors in a lot of games at, at wing, which A, it's not his spot, and sure. B, he's sort of low involvement as a winger. I think he's he's going to have to make money if he doesn't get injured. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah cash cow-wise. Whether he's going to, you know, be a keeper level at wing fullback is is another question, but if you've got a, you know, someone you want to get rid of, I think he's probably a pretty safe mid-scoring option, just whether he's worth bringing in is probably the question, but yeah, I, th- I can see him making money for sure. All right, shout-out to Teddy Tedesco, who scored 90 in Origin Fantasy and backed that up with a 61. So great news to everyone that has James Tedesco. Uh, for the Roosters, not much to report. Mitch Pearce returns, and obviously he's one of the guns in Fantasy. Connor Watson moving back to the bench. Boys, anything really to discuss on the Roosters' team list this week? Oh, I can't think of anything, really. I've got nothing. I think I have no Roosters in my team. I just yeah, same. Uh, oh. Latrell Mitchell, who we thought for a little while might be a um, good centre option, is back to... Mm. the odd mediocre score so I was going to say he gets too many low scores to be an option but it's coming from someone who has Joey Lelouris <laughs> so, I don't know but yeah no Brewster's not much doing on the fantasy front this year Alright, the final game of the round. Bulldogs take on the Dragons. Josh Reynolds, James Graham, Brett Morris, Chase Stanley all return for the Bulldogs the one that's hurting most people hurt us again, James Graham. We've talked about him before. When he's playing he's a keeper, he's averaging mid-50s but he keeps getting injured is he guaranteed to play this week? He was named last week and was a late scratching. What do we? The Bulldogs need him. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd use the word guaranteed. Uh, apparently, he was likely last week and just short. So hopefully, that means the extra week he's okay. Um, the whole team, I think, was the Aiden Tolman's 32 was the highest score yeah. against Penrith. It was just a, a debacle of an afternoon for them. Um, you'd think they'd be better this week, although it's a pretty tough ask against the Dragons. James Graham, I don't know. I'm relieved I don't have him and don't have to, to worry about this. Yeah, the, the annoying thing with him last week was it was the last game of the round, and it's the same again this week where, yeah. you know, you're not going to know if he's playing or not until, um, you know, now before the final game of the week, and by that point, you're probably stuck. You can't swap him for anybody else. So, yeah, hopefully he plays. And no changes for the Dragons. We've mentioned Cam McInnes killing it. There's obviously a few players in that Dragons team that are scoring big scores. Anything really to discuss other than there's a lot of options if you're looking for a player from the Dragons? Yeah, a lot of options. Uh, Dugan, Tim Laffey probably, and then all their forwards, McInnes, DeBellin, uh, Paul Vaughan, all mm. going great. Plenty of keepers, but um, not much in terms of new, new information or changes. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. All right, time to get to your questions using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. If you want to get involved, you can use that hashtag and get in touch with us on Twitter. The first one comes from Kiri2Nation, who tweets in every week. With Hayne back to fullback this week, should I start him or use one of Leilua, Kotrick, RTS, Radradra or Edwards? Some of those players were probably more consistent. You can probably wait and see on Hayne, but what do you boys think? Yeah, I mean, get, guessing one-off scores from wingers and fullbacks in fantasy is mm. pretty impossible. With danger. Yeah. Just look at their opposition and see who you think might have a, an open free-flowing game. Whoever's plays, playing the weakest teams. Apply the fantasy rules. All right, Nick McCarthy 2 wants to know, what would be the smarter trade he's playing head-to-head, Abby to Edwards or Idris to Leilua? Um, I'd probably go Abby to Edwards in the short term. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're happy to potentially spend another trade later on, I guess if you get Leilua, you're pretty much banking on him being a keeper. If you're getting mm. Edwards, he might be a keeper, he might be a cash cow. He at least is going to make cash at the moment, and he's probably a bit more 
reliable than Leilua. Yeah, Leilua signs of life the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I think 44 against Manly yeah. on the weekend. He's sort of maybe back on the, the upward curve, fingers crossed. But um, I guess it comes down to team balance as well, whether you need the score or whether you need to scrape up a bit more money and use a few more trades to, to build your team. And the second part of that question, we can just touch on it quickly. Would Lamb to Lola here be two sideways or do we actually think that's not a bad trade? Dom, I'll go to you. Uh, yeah, only because... Um, I prefer to play Lola here at fullback where 40 and up is a good score. If you're halves, for keepers, you want them getting 50 points a week. I know Lola here got 50-something last week, but I don't know if you can rely on that every round. So I prefer to play him at fullback. Um, obviously, Lamb's a half, but, you know, apart from that... I think it's one of those, it's a sideways trade, but you're moving across to someone who's going to score better and make more money. Yeah. So, you, yeah, I don't mind it if you've got the trades to spare. All right, James Cowell wants to know, I hope I got that name right, uh, once Turbo is named at number one next week, does Matt Wright replace Jonathan Wright? Uh, obviously, Manly have the buyer, so we'll, we've got a couple of weeks to think, but that looks like a pretty safe sort of option in, for the Manly backline. Yeah, Matt Wright's in front of John O'Wright and sort of like I touched on at the top of the show, it wouldn't surprise me if Turbo plays fullback this week with Matt Wright on the wing and no John Alright, WitDog9 wants to know, he's upgraded Nicarima to Ben Hunt. Uh, he's tempted to do uh, Adam Reynolds to Johnson. Uh, is that sideways or do we like that trade? I think that's a pretty good trade. Johnson's averaging 55 and Reynolds mm. 47, but the last few weeks, even though Johnson had a low score himself, uh, Johnson's been pretty consistent, even if the Warriors have been terrible at times this year. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice and easy. Mitch Potatoes wants to know, Moses Liotta to Royce Hunt for dual position, non-playing reserves, playing this weekend. It allows movement in his back, between front and back rows. Basically making a trade purely to open up dual position flexibility seems a little bit wasteful. If you've got, if you've got plenty of trades, maybe, mm. but... At, is Moses the... Is he super cheap? Does he make any money out of that trade? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it freed up a lot of cash, then sure. I'm not really sure if, if having a guy playing off the bench this week is necessarily better than having someone who's not playing at all long-term. Like yeah. Royce Hunt might be going in two weeks. Or he might be hanging around scoring 15s. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And if you're not freeing up cash, then I wouldn't I wouldn't bother. Yeah, Leo to 148k at his check, so he's not making any money out of it. I don't think I'd worry about that. Not worth it. All right. Scott McCormack wants to know, uh, who's the best centre? Very broad question. He already has Dylan Walker and is looking for another gun centre. As we've talked about, this position gives everyone headaches. Um, there's a few that have been consistent, like James Roberts we mentioned. Uh, anyone else that you'd, you'd look at? Yeah, Tom Turbo when he gets back, probably. Um... And then, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of guys getting mid to low 40s yeah. each week. James Roberts, no Tim Lafay, Hopawati's had a few decent scores last week, notwithstanding. Um, I like Sione because he plays in the forwards. I only got 24 against Melbourne, but he's usually a walk-up 40 and can go large, as we saw with his, was it 68 when he got the two tries yeah, the other Jared week. Jared Croker in previous years. Yeah, Croker's scores have been a little bit underwhelming this yeah. year, haven't they? But, yeah, any of those guys. All right. Fresh Kiwi Prince, probably the most interesting question. Uh, is Mitch Rain worth the buy? He's 471,000, scored 69 uh, on debut. He thinks that he should be playing for the next five weeks. What do we know about Wallace and how long is Rain going to be in the team? It's only a couple more weeks, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. No. No. <laughs> if Rain was cheap, maybe, but he's, he played first grade last year and he's expensive. So, yeah, no, no way. Uh, how long till you and Aiken returns? That's from Danny Remwick. Do we know what, what the prognosis is on, on Aiken? 
and, and would he be a, a worthwhile pickup? He's been a good scorer in the past. I'm not sure what he's... I haven't checked. I'm not sure what he's... Ju- no, I'm not sure what back date is. More but, weeks was only a hamstring, but... But again, he's not... It's not like he's going to be head and shoulders above those other guys we mentioned in the centres who score mm. 40, 45 points a week. So yeah. it's just kind of get two of them in your team and hope for the best. Yeah. All right, another regular, Rami Hardy-Harron. He wants to know, who would you prefer, Turbo, Munster or Holmes? Um... Turbo's averaging 46 when he's fit, Munster 44, uh, scored 50-odd on the weekend, and Holmes around the high 39, low 40. Do you just look at the averages and base it on that if you can afford uh, It anyone? depends what your goals are. Um, I like, I got Munster last week. Um, mm. He couples, co- covers two positions. He plays the next two big buy rounds, so that's good for overall points. So for those reasons... I'd go Munster. Yeah, Munster. And the final question, although we've talked a lot about Lahia, it's just a simple one. Would you trade Kotrick out for Lola Hia? Uh, Kotrick's pretty much peaked. That's from Cashcroft98. <sighs> Maybe. You make a little <laughs> bit of money off it. Yeah, I, I sold Kotrick weeks and weeks ago, and it was way yeah, too same. early, it turned out. So I'd be pretty hesitant to trade him out, to be honest. Yeah. Same. All right, that's about the end of the question. Boys, have we missed anything? Uh, very strong finish to the show in the question segment, but is there, any, <laughs> is there anything... Solved the world's problems right there. Is there anything we've missed this week you wanted to bring up uh, leading into round 14? Uh, it's a bit of a... I think because everyone's getting all their buy players back, it's a bit of a low-stress sort of week. I'm enjoying having so many players to choose from. I'm hopefully not trading at all this week. You've so. probably jinxed it now. There's going to be four massive injuries this weekend because you just said it was a low stress week. Yeah, oh, it's, it'll happen anyway because it's fantasy <laughs> and why wouldn't it? But, yeah. Too easy. What a strong finish. <laughs> All right, we've got to get out of here on that note. That's full time on the episode of the NRL Fantasy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at AndrewBrown321 at Dom underscore Brock and at CKennedy80. Of course, if you've got a question, send it in and we'll do better next week answering those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy round 14. I buy you those beers. For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the nrl.com Fantasy Podcast.